Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media by searching facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, and on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio. You'll also find us on Gab and Gitter. And find our website by going to the internet and searching www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you'll find all of our shows in the free archive. You can listen to the shows at your leisure, download them, take them with you. You can also find my books on the website. Our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. Our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content. And our full subscription archive which will get you access to the shows without any of those annoying outside monetized advertisements. With your subscription, you also get a private RSS feed and you get access to the montage archive as well as our digital book archive. Just visit the website www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today to become a member and to support this show. It is sincerely with your support, that we are on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week. And some of you probably have seen the big news on social media. We'll tell you more about that as the week progresses. A big week here on The Secret Teachings, a big week because of uh, some big news. And uh, again, we'll be having a, a special Friday show with some guests this Friday to talk about that big change, so you don't want to miss that. Of course, yesterday we did not have a show because it was Memorial Day, and uh, I hope that <clears throat> everybody had a had a nice Memorial Day. That did something that was uh, relaxing. I, I tried to relax myself, but it's always very difficult for me to disconnect and not look at the news and not try to try to learn something or research something. But you know, I was I just thought, you know, when a, when a person comes on to radio. And uh, there, there wasn't a show last night because of Memorial Day. You know, it's, it's customary to say, I hope everybody had a nice weekend. I hope everybody had a nice Memorial Day. And we don't really stop to think about what a statement like that actually says, what a statement like that actually projects. Think about it for a second. I hope everybody had a nice Memorial Day. I hope everybody had a nice weekend. Or maybe on a Friday night, maybe, maybe we'll say, I hope everybody has a nice weekend. I wish you all a good weekend. I tell people at the end of every show, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Think about it. What, what does that language imply? Well, that language is magic. I don't care how you define the word magic. That is magic. Like it or not, we all practice magic. Whether we wish somebody a good day, we say we hope that you had a nice Memorial Day, a cookout, lunch, dinner, friends, family, whatever it is, whether you pray over a meal or you focus your energy on current events like I do, a little bit too much actually, and it's all 
a form of magic because magic is simply the concentration of your energy and the concentration of your will. Sometimes others are directing your will. You're not in control of it, but it's the directionalizing of your energy. And magic isn't having an athame. It's not having a sword. It's not having a a pentacle. It's not having a, a cup. It's not having a wand. It's not having all these magical tools. Those are just for magicians to help them visualize the, the, the practice, the, the ritual, the ceremony. It, it helps them directionalize their attention and ground themselves. That's if you're a practicing ceremonial magician. For those of you who think, I don't touch that stuff, that's evil. What do you think you do when you pray over a meal? What do you think you do when you take communion? What do you think Jesus was doing when he turned some fish and some bread into enough fish and bread to feed thousands of people? Well, that's Jesus. That's different, right? It's not magic if it's Jesus. It's not magic if it's God. Well, it's not magic if it's, if it's your God, and your God's different than other gods. It's all the same thing. It all has the same meaning. Whether it's, you know, people get mad at me when I say this, but whether it's metaphor or it's simply a, a, a symbol with countless meanings, there is a deeper meaning to it. I, I mean, I don't, do people actually think Jesus turned fish and bread into enough food to feed thousands of people? Or is it a metaphor that means some, something else? Bread is life. You know, Jesus was, a, was, a, was a basically a fisherman, the fish, the, the Piscean age. I, is, is there a deeper meaning to it, or do we actually believe that Jesus took a few loaves of bread and then they, they multiplied, or Jesus turned water into wine? Well, that's a miracle. Sure, but you know, when you have companies that make wine today as a profession, as, a, as, a, as an art form, they're turning water into wine. It's just a process that is scientific. It's a process that is alchemical. It's a process that we find all throughout the ancient world. Water turned into wine. We are also water. Our bodies are mostly made of water, right? It's like 70 plus percent of our bodies are water. And what what happens when we we become spiritually reborn? Water is turned into wine. It's an alchemical transformation. So again, whether you like it or not, whether you're religious or not, and whether you think your religious beliefs redefine the word magic and magic only uh, applies to heathens and atheists and uh, you know anarchists and people that are pagans Uh, i'm not sorry to tell you that magic is praying over your meal magic is wishing somebody a good weekend and saying i hope that you had a nice memorial day that's all magic magic is focusing our attention and our will on current events. We really want mass shootings to stop. We really don't want this anymore. But the question, of course, when it comes to a subject like that is, who wants a mass shooting? Does anybody actually want there to be people that are shot and killed at grocery stores or in schools? Is that something that anybody, raise your hand, does anybody actually enjoy that? I mean, the mainstream media might actually enjoy it, Personally, I don't like talking about it, but the mainstream media enjoys talking about it because it's, it's good ratings. That's why they constantly hype up the events when they do happen, because then you get copycats. In fact, over the Memorial Day weekend, I don't know if they, these were copycats per se, 
But these were people that were arrested. These were people that a big deal was made out of their arrest and what they had threatened. There were people that had threatened to, well, open fire in a school. There was a Florida fifth grader who was arrested and charged with threatening a mass shooting at a school. This is according to NBC News, May 30th, yesterday, Memorial Day. A fifth grade student in Florida was arrested over the weekend and charged with sending a text message threatening to carry out a mass shooting. In a statement Saturday, the Lee County Sheriff's Office said it had learned earlier that day of a, quote, threatening text message, end quote, sent by a student at an elementary school. Local school threat enforcement teams were immediately notified and started investigating. Would you like to take a guess at how old this boy was? Well, he's in fifth grade, so he was a 10-year-old boy. And remember the importance of the number 10? We've been talking about 10, the tetrakite, perfection, completion of the ritual. The 10-year-old boy was interviewed and charged with making a written threat to conduct a mass shooting, quote-unquote, according to the Lee County Sheriff's Office. That was in Florida. But that wasn't the only thing that happened over the weekend. A 21-year-old was charged in a Memorial Day weekend shooting at a Frisbee golf tournament. Jackson County prosecutors on Memorial Day brought charges against a 21-year-old accused of firing shots at a group of people participating in Kansas City Flying Disc Challenge Saturday this weekend. Critically injured one person with the shooting. The uh, first-degree assault and armed criminal action is what they charged him on, according to the documents. And uh, officers with the Kansas City Police Department uh, were dispatched around 2 p.m. Interesting enough, 2 p.m. to an area of 2200 Cliff Drive. there somewhere around Kansas City on Saturday, the day of Saturn. So the media hypes up these stories, and then you have a 10-year-old arrested in Florida threatening a mass shooting, and you have a guy that fired into a crowd at a Frisbee golf event in Kansas City, 21-year-old, 21-year-old. And we've, we've heard the, the stories, and we've, we've seen the reports over and over and over again. 18 died, then two additional people, the teachers, and then it was 19, and then it was two teachers. That's 21, 21, 21. These numbers keep popping up, 21, 18, 10, and some other more significant numbers are 7 and 13, which pop up over and over and over again. And it just seems like it's every story you read. You can't find a story that doesn't have this type of significant numerology in it. Now, it doesn't have to mean that it's a conspiracy or that it's a false flag. It didn't happen. I don't think any of those things. That's ridiculous. What I'm saying is there's some underlying energy or some underlying fabric of, of reality. And this is like reading the green text, the, 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 the coding of the matrix, if you will. Here's another story. This was in Oklahoma, and this was the day before Memorial Day. Eight shot, one killed in a shooting at a Memorial Day festival in Oklahoma. Shortly after midnight, gunfire erupted. Two of the seven injured survivors are juveniles. So we're back to having children shot again. But two of the seven, seven people were injured. So that number pops up. But that was over Memorial Day. The big story that that I I thought was going to be a bigger story, I, I thought that somebody had run their car into a crowd of people And I thought that because that's what the headline said on Yahoo News. And then when I clicked on it, it it was more of like a traffic accident. But the media made it sound like with the headline, 
the breaking news when I saw this last night, the breaking news was somebody ran their car through a crowd of people, but that's not actually what happened. But listen to this story because the numbers relate directly to the Evalde school shooting and other subsequent shootings. But this was a car crash instead. Two dead, 19 taken to hospital. Same exact number at the Texas school. Two people were killed and 19 others were taken to the hospital following a major crash in Lincoln, Nebraska. The Lincoln Police Department said in a tweet around 1.30 a.m. Monday last night, the officers were investigating a fatality accident after receiving initial reports of multiple vehicles crashing into a large crowd. See, they posted that initially because that's the clickbait way that these disgusting news outlets like NBC get hits and clicks on their otherwise incoherent news reporting. Cars crashed into a crowd. Oh my God, it could be like that, that guy that ran his van over a bunch of people at a, at, a, at, a, at a bunch of white people at a festival, right? It could have been the same type of a thing, but it, well, they tell us it actually wasn't, but that's how they get your attention. Uh, the article, this is from NBC, again, two dead, 19 taken to hospital, and it specifically broke down the number of people who were taken to the hospital, 19. It said 18 of them had non-life-threatening conditions as a result of, of the car crash. So there are those numbers again, whether you're dealing with 7s and 13s or you're dealing with the number 18 or you have the reports of 19 and then 2, so 21 total. And they just keep popping up over and over and over again, not to mention, of course, the 5th grader, 10 years old, threatened to shoot up a school in Florida and... Then we had uh, a 21-year-old charged in a Memorial Day weekend shooting at a Frisbee golf tournament. And, uh, you know, you could continue to pull these stories out. You just, they're over and over and over and over again. It's the same exact thing. So with all that in mind, just a brief recap of, of some of the things that happened over the weekend, I was thinking that uh, there, there, there's definitely a deeper story here. There's definitely a deeper meaning behind all of this. And it feels like when the media focuses all that attention, all that energy, again, back to, to magic, they're focusing energy and attention on these things, and they're telling you this is what you should be concerned with. This is what you should be upset about. This is what you should have your energy and attention focused on. And that's what most, most people do, have their energy and attention focused on. And most people don't care that yesterday about 2,000 people died of reversible and preventable degenerative diseases that people that didn't need to die from lifestyle choices. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that in the alternative media. Nobody cares about that in the independent media because everybody's, you know, drinking alcohol and they're, and they're, and they're smoking and they're, they're eating poorly and nobody wants to hear that your lifestyle could actually affect your health. So thousands of people died yesterday from preventable and reversible conditions, but nobody cares about that. Some kid threatens to shoot a school up and everybody's concerned. But, I mean, a lot of other things happen in the world, too. People die every day from things that are totally unnecessary. Thousands of people, I mean, hundreds of millions are starving to death around the world and the developing world because of man-made lockdowns, supply chain issues, artificial scarcity. Nobody cares about those hundreds of millions of people thrust into poverty, according to the UN. I mean, it's, it's all part... Of, of what the Joker said in Batman. You know, if, if I say a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up, nobody panics. 
by say 100 million people starved to death in the third world, faceless people that we don't know, we don't, we, we don't see, nobody panics. That's all part of the plan. But if a mayor gets shot, if I say that a mayor is going to get shot, everybody loses their mind because it's upsetting the established order. If I say that a school gets shot up, uh, a major shooting every 10 years, then everybody panics because that's, that's not part of the plan. That's not supposed to happen. One in four children can be obese, diabetic, can be on the road to cancer and a life of misery, but nobody cares because that's all part of the plan. But a few kids are killed at the school, and I didn't say it's a good thing, but that's what the media tells us we're supposed to be worried about. We're supposed to be worried about gun violence, despite the fact that, well, most gun violence is, is gang and criminal, and, uh, well, all gun violence is criminal, but all, all, almost all gun violence is, is gang-related. But they don't care about that. Nobody cares about it because that, they're not told to care about it. That's, that's what I'm getting at here. It's, it's the attention. What are you told to focus on? Where are you told to put your energy? What are you told to, to regurgitate and repeat? And it's, it's the same thing whether you are for or against whatever the big issue is. Are you pro-abortion or anti-abortion? Are you pro-gun or anti-gun? It's like I, I don't have to be pro or anti-anything. I could be, you know, pro objectivity. I'd like to see all the information. I'd like to look at things on a case by case basis. It's like people start immediately foaming at the mouth. Look at the people that have harassed um, senators, or look at people like uh, Beto O'Rourke, who literally just crashed an event screaming about gun control. I mean, whether it's people out of government or people in government that are that are literally just foaming at the mouth, crazy saying things like we got we got to close the gun show gun show loophole why what sh- what fi- tell me a shooting a mass shooting that's been linked to somebody buying a gun at a gun show i'll wait for you to find it because you're not going to be able to find it. it it doesn't happen most of these people they they steal guns or having no other you know verifiable source of income suddenly have thousands of dollars to buy brand new uh very very expensive assault weapons and body armor. I don't know how I don't know if you know how much body armor costs, but it's a lot of money. I don't know how these kids are getting this money. And then this this kid in Texas shot his grandma on top of everything else. So, you know, we it's it, it, there's a there's a problem here and it's the it's the the reliance on the the emotion, uh the response to these types of things where it's just it's a reflex action and we don't think about the details. So so here are some of the details. I'm going to repeat this for you so you have an idea of where we're going tonight. On Friday the 13th, we witnessed three shootings over three days. One of the shootings involved 13 people being shot. A number of threes were scattered throughout the news articles. That grocery store in Buffalo, three miles from downtown. That's what the media reported. For some reason, they felt that was necessary to include. All of these shootings culminated in a blood moon. On that Sunday, the 15th, 10 days later, another shooting occurred in Texas where 18, that was the initial report, 18 were shot plus two teachers. The shooter in Buffalo and the shooter in Texas, both were 18 years old. Initial reports from Uvalde, Texas documented 13 students receiving care while two were transported and a third awaited transfer. The shooting took place 10 days after the Buffalo event that left 10 dead and it occurred 10 years after Sandy Hook. 
the student in Florida, a fifth grader who just threatened to open fire at a school who threatened a mass shooting, was 10 years old. Now the number in Uvalde, Texas, and it goes back and forth, even to this day, right now, the end of May, into June 2022, I'm reading articles today that are still saying 18 shot plus two teachers, 19 shot plus two teachers, then there's the grandma. Nobody can get the numbers straight. In fact, last week when I, when I talked about this, I was I was looking up Aurora, Colorado, James Holmes, and I was finding stories that was like, that was a decade ago. I was finding stories that still were saying 12 people killed, 13 people killed, 14 people killed. There, there isn't any consistency. How, how do you not, how did they, have we not isolated how many people died? Is it just poor reporting? What, what is the problem here? That's a separate issue, but we have, we, we have a, an official number, 19 dead and, uh, or 21 dead, but 19 were, were, were youth and two were, were teachers. And then you have a story over the weekend, two dead, 19 taken to the hospital, not in a shooting, but in a major vehicle accident in Nebraska. And the weird thing about it is the media chose to make that a clickbait article and implied that it was a, a, some, some kind of event where someone took a car and ran through a crowd of people. And then the, for some reason, the, 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 the NBC article broke down the, the incident and said 19 people were taken to the hospital, 18 people believed to have non-life-threatening injuries. So the numbers come up over and over and over and over and over again. And it's weird because, I mean, all this really started on the blood moon. And the number 18, that's the age of both of the shooters in Buffalo and Texas, uh, the number 18 is the number of the blood moon. And uh, there's also other connections to things that we've talked about on recent shows, but we're not going to get into that tonight. We are going to talk about how it's being discussed that they want to rip down the Uvalde school, just like they wanted to rip down and did successfully rip down and rebuild the Sandy Hook school. Events don't need to be staged. They don't need to be false flags. But when all that energy, all that attention, all that ceremony, all that pageantry, all that ritual completes then they rip down the altar they rip down the shrine and the altar the ritual uh, the, the, the 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 whole performance is complete that's what the tetrakite is the number 10 completion and uh, this is being done in uh, the uk with a strange covid19 memorial and some other similarly related news topics we're going to discuss tonight we're going to get deep into those subjects when we come back from break i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings There's a lot more after this. Stay with us. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many stories that we could talk about tonight after the Memorial Day weekend. There's another one I did not mention in the first segment. Police in Florida arrested another man who threatened to open fire at a school. Not just the fifth grader. Deputies arrested an 18-year-old Florida man after receiving a tip that he threatened a mass shooting at a school in a social media post. It's nice how they jump on the ball and the media starts reporting that police, law enforcement are finally getting involved and doing something about these horrible, horrible shootings. Because obviously in Uvalde, Texas, the police stood outside of the building awaiting orders Parents reportedly were able to go into the school and get their kids out of the school while the police were still outside. And now we're seeing all these stories over the weekend that police are arresting people left and right over gun crimes, threatening to, to open fire at schools, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Eight people were shot, one were killed in a Memorial Day 
shooting at a festival in Oklahoma, according to the Kansas City Star. Seven injured survivors were juveniles. Seven survivors were children, young people. Another story, Florida fifth grader arrested, charged with threatening a mass shooting. He was 10 years old. Texas shooting, of course, took place 10 years after Sandy Hook, and it was 10 days after the Buffalo event where 10 people died, 13 were shot. A 21-year-old was charged in a Memorial Day weekend shooting at a Frisbee golf tournament. That was in Kansas City. And another, as I just mentioned, man was arrested in Florida, 18 years old, supposedly threatening a school shooting. 18 years old, 18, 18, 18. What does that number mean? All the shooters, 18, 18, 18. Whether it was Buffalo, Texas, or uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, Buffalo, uh, a Topps grocery store, or it was Uvalde, Texas. Whether it's New York or Texas, or it's the threats in Florida, all three of those were 18-year-olds, and that is the number that corresponds to the moon, the number that corresponds specifically to the blood moon, Friday the 13th, when a lot of this, this stuff started making the nightly news. So those are the shootings, and that's, that's not the theme of tonight's show, despite the fact that it might sound like we're going to talk about mass shootings all night in gun control. We're not, I promise you. But we have to get through that and understand that the media is focusing attention and encouraging you to focus your attention on these stories, whether you're pro or anti gun control or pro or anti shooting up a school or shooting up a grocery store, uh, the, the, the media wants you to take a stand. The media wants you to take a side and you're not supposed to ask questions. I mean, even before the, the shootings in Texas and New York, there was a shooting in Georgia that made virtually no headline news. And that shooting was a Publix grocery store, and it wasn't a mass shooting, but the few outlets that published the story said that this means we can't feel safe going to grocery stores anymore. And 72 hours roughly later, there's a shooting at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. It feels like predictive programming. What the media won't report on There have been very few stories about this, although I did find one in a major publication, the USA Today, and a handful of others. A woman in West Virginia fatally shot a man who began firing an AR-15-style rifle into a crowd of people that had gathered for a party in Charleston, West Virginia. Dennis Butler, 37, was killed last Wednesday night after he pulled out a rifle and began shooting at dozens of people attending the birthday graduation party outside an apartment complex in Charleston. The woman who was attending the party drew a pistol and fired, killing Butler, according to the police statement. No one at the party was injured, according to the report. So think about that. Man pulls out an AR-15-style rifle, starts shooting into a crowd. Some woman pulls out a handgun, shoots, and kills the shooter. That should be part of the nightly discussion, at the very least, shouldn't it? 
if we're going to talk about gun control and taking guns out of the hands, making it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to purchase guns, but making it easier for non-law-abiding citizens, sometimes not even citizens, to be able to get access to guns to kill law-abiding citizens who then aren't legally allowed to have a gun to defend themselves. If we're going to talk about that as politically expedient to encourage votes because of fear, we should at least talk about this woman who pulled a gun and killed the guy who opened fire with an AR-15 style rifle at a birthday party in West Virginia. And this isn't the first time this has happened. This kind of thing happens all the time. Off-duty police officers, law-abiding, gun-carrying citizens. But the media doesn't want to talk about this. The White House doesn't want to talk about this. I mean, shouldn't this woman maybe be invited to the White House? Shouldn't the president give this woman a call and thank her for what she did? No, all we hear about are the victims' families in Texas, we hear about the victims' families in Buffalo. And it's not just people that die. It's children that die. And they always use those words, those magic words. It's not just children that died. It's children that were massacred. They were slaughtered. They were gutted. They were ground up, shred up, and spit back out. These weren't just people that died. These were black people that died. That makes it even worse. They were black people. These were children. That makes it even worse. And what does that do? That makes you angry. You start to look at young white people and you start to think, are they going to shoot a school? Are they going to shoot a grocery store? You might not think that consciously, but that's what the media is projecting into the subconscious. That's part of the ritual. But nobody wants to talk about the woman in Charleston, West Virginia, or the the dozens of, of cases that happen like this across the United States all the time. Crazy people. I remember, remember the guy that was in the news that he was at a, a, a convenience store and some punk kids came in. I think one of them had a gun and this guy was like, I don't know if he was special forces. He was ex-military. He like he did, did some move and he took the kid down and, and they ran out of the store. Like that makes the world safer. That makes communities safer. And, and when you have zero tolerance for that kind of behavior, then the punks and the thugs and the gangs and the psychopathic young people that are inspired by 4chan and FBI contacts, it's going to be a lot harder for those people to do those kinds of things. Because if people in Buffalo had had guns and this guy opened fire, I mean, yeah, he had body armor. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not in a situation like that, so I don't know, but the, the, you know, the security guard who was there who got shot in Buffalo, he, he opened fire and, and shot the guy, I think, in the chest. But he didn't it didn't kill him because he had body armor on. So they always talk about, well, they can get body armor. So having guns doesn't matter. We got to get rid of the guns. I, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, I'd shoot the guy in the face. I, I don't know why it always has to be like, well, we got to shoot him in the chest, shoot him in the leg. Uh, screw that. Shoot the blow the guy's head off. Stop him from killing other people. That's violent. Well, he's killing people, so I don't know. Cut his head off. Stop him. Something. I don't know. Put a bag over his head. Suffocate him. Whatever you got to do, stop the guy. Stop the guy. And besides that, very, very few people are wearing body armor when they do open fire in birthday parties or in grocery stores or in schools. So you can can shoot and kill these people if you're law-abiding citizens to stop them. 
the whole point here is there's no attention on the woman in Charleston. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. There's virtually no attention on the shooting in Orange County, California. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. The man who opened fire was Asian. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the woman with the gun. That sounds like female empowerment to me. The woman with the gun who kills the psychotic shooter who has an AR-15 kills the psychotic shooter at a birthday party. Nobody wants to talk about it. So, so what, is the, what is the real base reason for all of this? They're creating narratives. They're feeding the narratives. What are these narratives? What are these ideas? They're little balls of energy. That's what they are. They're little balls of energy. And the more that you feed into them, the more that those balls of energy grow. They get larger and they start to consume and they start to adapt. And it doesn't matter how accurate the origin of that narrative is. It doesn't matter how out of context the narrative is because the narrative becomes political. The narrative is used for political purposes. I mean, talk about exploiting children. The people that as soon as a kid gets shot in the face, they're like, gun control, gun control. I've got legislation ready for gun control, gun control. We should look at those people who act that way in the same way that we look, look in the media at the people who say we, it's not the problem of guns. It's uh, the problem of, of psychotics. It's the problem of, of, of a decaying society. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we look at those people who say that and we're like, they're monsters. They want the kids to die. You're exploiting a dead child to push political narratives and agendas to give your party more power. That's sick and twisted. And it goes both ways. But there has to be a way to look at these things that aren't political. And that's what I intend to do throughout the rest of tonight's show. This is not a political subject. This is a magical subject, an esoteric subject, an occult subject. It feels like our world has been turned upside down, doesn't it? It feels like everything that happens is some fictional Hollywood exaggeration of reality. It doesn't feel that things are real anymore. There is so much hysteria around everything. There is so much emotionally charged reflex-like programmed responses from so many people that it feels, if you can think for yourself, it feels like you're interacting with drones all day, every day. People that just totally lifeless, like had their souls sucked out of their bodies. They are just empty vessels waiting for something to possess them. I mean, maybe this happened when scientists discovered the God particle. Back in 2012, that was a decade ago. Some believe sincerely and, and have speculated, and, and I've also dabbled in the speculation that maybe that maybe the world ended. Maybe we are on a, a parallel dimensional time path. We've, we've entered into some time loop. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think any of... When you have people that are playing around with the fundamental base of nature and um, 
for decades have been arguing and debating over how how it is that we could tap into these other worlds, whether it's through atomic energy or it's through uh, u- utilizing uh, systems like CERN or maybe it's just everyday rituals where we perform the same ritual over and over and over and over and over again in the same place. Center of energy there becomes so dense it begins to tear open a portal in the the fabric of of space-time and the fabric of reality. That's why you feel when you go to a church or a Buddhist temple or a mosque, that's why you feel the energy. You can feel the vibration because it's all that energy and all that attention that gets put into basically like a black hole and then it crystallizes into a singularity and then it explodes. It basically, it's like a big star. And then it implodes in on itself and it creates a black hole. And maybe you don't believe in any of that stuff. I, that's not really the point. It's an analogy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to express that when we put our energy into something, it is this big ball of energy that grows and grows and grows. And once it gets so big, it implodes in on itself and it starts sucking everything into it. And that's, that's why when you go to a, a cemetery, you go to a cemetery, all the, all the people that go to cemeteries to see uh, the stones to see the little memorials for their their relatives, their friends, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, they're emotional. All that emotion, all that energy focused on death and 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 hoping that your loved one is in a better place. That's why graveyards are creepy. It's not just the subconscious uh, feeling that we're going to die someday and we're really upset over our own mortality. It's the same reason why churches, you can feel the vibration because of the energy. So when we focus our attention on, on, on things, whether that's because the media tells us to focus our attention on it, that's what's important, this is what's important, look over there, not over here, look over here, don't, not over there. You know, If you pay attention, you, you, you start to find that this idea of superstitions and symbols and rituals and ceremony, all these words that people associate with witchcraft and you know, devilry and uh, demons, we're not so far removed from the ancient superstitious world at all. I mean, our, our modern world is based on the idea that science can prove everything. And I'm not disputing that. I, I believe science can essentially prove everything. Science, whether it's directly or indirectly. I mean, how, how do uh, astronomers find other planets, supposedly? They don't find the actual planet. They look at light and they look at when that light dims and then they can determine maybe if a planet has passed by the light and then depending on how much the light dimmed how big the planet is this is what astronomers do they're just taking a guess based on context clues they can't actually see the other planet and that's what that's what we do with, with everything I mean, we, we a lot of time we can't actually see we just see we see the effects of something Think about it from that context. Just think about the idea that when we look at, let's say, we look at 9-11. Look at 9-11. And think about the, all the horror, all the terror, all the fear, all the panic. The morning of 9-11, in the weeks and months after 9-11, the years after 9-11. Until 9-11 is kind of one of those things where you ask the average person on the street and most people don't even know what 9-11 is. And it just sort of dissipates and trails off. When I lived in Boise, Idaho, 
I used to take a walk on this this uh, outside path called the Green Belt. If you lived in Boise, you've been to Boise, you might know about the Green Belt. If you take the Green Belt, it goes all the way around the city. And there's one part on the Green Belt where it just kind of seems random, but they have a they have an Anne Frank memorial. It's an actual Anne Frank memorial. And then they have attached to it like a human rights memorial. And if you keep walking past that shrine to Anne Frank, you get to um, where the, the, the Boise Fire Department trains. They have like a training facility, and there, there's a fence around it, of course. So you do, the path goes by that fence. And right next to that facility, in the middle of what seems like nowhere, there's a piece of metal supposedly taken from the World Trade Center complex. And it seems like it's in the middle of nowhere, and it kind, kind of is. It just seems randomly placed there. But when I, I went up to it, and I read the little plaque, and, and I did a show on it when I first saw it years and years and years ago. And I looked at it, and I thought, this is like a shrine. This is an altar. Uh, what did they tell us about 9-11? Remember 9-11? Remember 9-11? Remember 9-11? That's what we do every time there's a shooting. Remember the shooting. Remember Sandy Hook. Remember Sandy Hook. Remember, remember Tops. Remember Tops. Remember Tops. Remember Uvalde, Uvalde, Uvalde. It's the same thing. And in order to, in order to com- complete a ritual, in order to complete um, a process... Uh, there has to be some looping back to the beginning. Like when you open a, a magical circle in a ceremonial practice, you need to close the magic circle at the end. When you practice Ouija, when you're communicating with spirits, you need to close the space after you open the space. That's just, that's well, that's magical etiquette, and that's also, I think it's common sense. you got to close the space off. When you open up a prayer to God, you, you say amen, right? You close the prayer. You close the, the, you state your intention, you state your, your will, and then you close the, the, the portal, you close the gate, you close the, the connection, the, the communication, whatever it is, that you have to close it off. And I've been saying that uh, the number 10 is a number of, of completion, of completing the ritual, etc., and the number 10 has been in the news over and over and over and over and over again. And now the number 10 is in the news again for a, for a different reason. This is a weird, weird story. And as soon as I read it, I thought, I thought 9-11. And I thought of a couple of other stories that relate to it. The entirety of the COVID-19 pandemic has been about science, 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 science. E- even things that are rooted in science. We're not allowed to talk about them unless it's part of the narrative. Right. That's that's what we're told. That's what our our societal system teaches us. Do not question the science. Do not question Fauci. Do not question what the World Health Organization says. You do not don't question health authorities unless they don't support the narrative and then question them all you want because they're quacks. Right. I read this story. I'm going to read you the headline. I read this story over the weekend and I immediately thought. This is going to be the next show that I do. I immediately thought this article, this story, is, is incredible because it's, it shows that despite how much we love science and we reject everything immaterial, everything that is spiritual, we, we reject the idea that isolating family and friends and isolating ourselves from family and friends could have any effect on our well-being, our mental and physical health. 
We reject the idea that avoiding intimacy and shaking hands and communicating with people face-to-face and actually looking at their face, we reject the idea that that could have any effect on our mental or physical health. We reject all that psychology, all that science, all that innate genetic makeup. We reject all of it in the name of pandemic science, right? And yet, while we reject the spiritual, while we, re- we reject basic human psychology and genetics, humans also do things like this. More than 10,000 people watch coronavirus memorial burn down in cathartic moment of rebirth. Thousands of people visited a structure in Warwickshire, a structure that was built to honor those who supposedly died from the COVID-19 pandemic. The wooden memorial for Britain's COVID-19 victims was intentionally set ablaze over the weekend in front of 10,000 people. A group of seven torchbearers, including a reverend and some of the people who worked on the structure, were selected to set the structure ablaze. Now this monument, as they call it, they, they actually have a, have, a, have a name for it as well, but it's, a, it's called Sanctuary. But they're referring to it as a monument. This monument was 65 foot tall, made of wood, ornate, very intricately carved. And it was burned to the ground one week after it opened. Seven torchbearers, including a reverend, seven torchbearers lit the thing on fire seven days after it was opened. Seven, seven. According to Sky News, quote, it had been a tribute to those who died after testing positive for coronavirus. Now, you'll notice that it's not a tribute to those who died of coronavirus. It's a, it's a shrine. It's a sanctuary, an altar that they burned down as a tribute to those who, t- who died after testing positive. So they could have been in a car wreck. They could have been shot. Anything could have happened. Now, the artist who designed it was David Best, who also has carved and designed a lot of structures at Burning Man. 10,000 people, roughly, that's a lot of people, 10,000 people supposedly came to watch it burn in what was called a cathartic moment of rebirth, recovery, and regeneration. Remember, we've been talking about the corn or the maize god, that black sigil in Ukraine, all the different gods and goddesses and spirits associated with the corn, and how corn and the killing of the king ritual has been reversed to create a, a, an inverted uh, natural cycle so that we kill the god in the spring rather than the fall, so that in fall we don't have anything to harvest and millions starve to death, which is not just because of, of that, but because of lockdowns. We've had millions thrust into starvation and, and poverty, hundreds of millions. According to the guy from uh, Burning Man, David Best, who, who designed this thing, he said, it's a, memo- it's a memorial to, quote, embrace and acknowledge the grief and isolation that COVID imposed on us all. I-, I get irritated when I hear people say things like that. COVID didn't impose anything on us. This is called gaslighting. The UK government imposed lockdowns and restrictions. The U.K. government employed psychologists, admittedly, 
to terrify the public into believing that the pandemic was worse than it was, worse than it really is, in order to justify all the draconian measures that they initiated in response. That's official. That's acknowledged. That's admitted even by mainstream media now. COVID didn't do those things. Humans did those things. Humans built this altar, this temple to COVID-19, literally a tower of Babel to COVID-19. And they left messages inside of it. They put pictures of people that died after testing positive for COVID-19. And then they burned the thing to the ground. Seven days after it was opened, seven torchbearers. For those of you who know about the esoteric creation of the world, all the myths and archetypes, seven divine rays of light, seven divine rays of light, the seven days of the week, assisted God in creating the world. So they take seven torchbearers, including a reverend, and they light this thing on fire seven days after it was opened to the public. And we don't perform rituals. We don't perform ceremonies. We're not magicians. That's all arrogant, ignorant, heathenistic, anti-science superstition. It's not. And we're going to talk more about it when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info, the music, White Bat Audio. There's more after this. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info.
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. Our website, thesecretteachings.info, has all of our shows. If you subscribe to the full archive, you'll get access also to our montages, my digital books, a private RSS feed to listen to the ad-free show, and you'll get early access to the show Monday through Friday before it airs when the show is pre-recorded. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website, and if you'd like to contact us and interact with us on social media, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook, search The Secret Teachings, or facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at TST underscore underscore the dash that's on the on the lower side, the lower end, underscore underscore radio. TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. And of course, on our website, you'll also find our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. We don't get paid by them unless you buy something. And they make really great products that last a long time. Water filters for for the home, for camping, for yourself, for friends, for family. It's as good a time as ever to get a water filter. And uh, they last a long time. It'll save you a lot of money on bottled water if you do buy bottled water. And it'll save you from drinking very, very uh, hard, polluted water if you live in a, in a city like Tucson. The water here is just horrific. Pro One Water Filters can, uh, can help you out. So check them out on our website at thesecretteachings.info. We also have a behind-the-scenes page on Patreon if you search for the show. Now, like it or not, we all practice magic. Whether we wish somebody a good day, hope you had a good day, hope you had a good weekend, hope everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day get-togethers, or we pray over a meal, God, let this food bless my body, amen. Or we focus our energy on current events. All of us are practicing magic all the time. All magic is, is the directionalizing of your energy and your will. When other people can access your energy, access your will, and direct it, and you're no longer in control, 
This is what we would consider to be dark magic. Ultimately, magic is, is psychology. And ultimately, mythology and archetypes and, and, and things of this nature was really the original form of scientific investigation because we attribute things that happen in the world to happening as a result of intelligences, whether planetary or otherwise, and we anthropomorphize these events. So we have gods of the ocean, we have gods of lightning, we have gods of thunder, we have goddesses of water, etc., etc., etc. Mythology and similarly related subjects, archetypes, etc. It's, it's an understanding of the natural world told in a way that is timeless and told in a way that also speaks to the subconscious, that speaks to the psyche. Mythology is really not only science, it's also psychology. And when we think about magic and things like religion and spirituality, we're also talking about science and psychology. But psychologists and psychiatrists today don't like to talk about things that are and I've had experiences having gone to psychologists as a kid and having told stories of things that I had experienced as a kid. They don't like to talk about things that aren't rooted, ironically. I mean, they deal with the mind, but they don't like to t- typically talk about things that are rooted in, in anything except, um, you know, the interpretation of, of, of maybe what, you, what you're feeling emotionally. What, what, what could that relate to? Problems at home, problems at work. I mean, maybe you had a really bad dream, and a psychologist is is going to interpret that dream like was done all throughout the Bible. And they they say, well, maybe you're having that anxiety because you're you're afraid of uh, losing your job, or you're afraid of you know what you know someone's going to think of you. It's just you know you can imagine you know the possibilities here, but it's it's basically it's the same thing. And in today, in the twenty first century, in two thousand and twenty two. We often look at science and we look at psychology. We look at these things and we say, this is modern human understanding. There's no room for superstition. There's no room for the gods and the goddesses of the old world. There's no room for trying to figure things out on a non-material basis. And yet, the same world that tells us trust science Listen to what authorities tell you to do. They have all the answers. Is the same world that is every night on the news showing you death tolls from disease and from shootings. Why do they show you those death tolls over and over and over and over and over again? Why don't they show you the story of a woman in Charleston, West Virginia, who when a man took out an AR-15 style rifle and started to shoot into a birthday party crowd... This woman pulls her gun and properly kills the man shooting the rifle. She didn't then go hysterical and start shooting people with her gun because she has a gun. She has to kill innocent people. She used it to kill a psychopath who was trying to kill other people. Why is there no focus or energy or attention on that? This isn't about guns. This isn't about anything like that. This isn't about politics. It's an honest question. Why? I feel the standard answer to that question is it doesn't fit the narrative.
And that is, that's what I would say on the, on the surface without thinking any deeper. It doesn't fit the narrative. But it's, it's much more than that. It doesn't just turn the narrative inside out and upside down. The narrative itself is inside out and upside down. The narrative itself is a distortion of reality. It's the taking of information out of context, and it's using the death tolls, the numbers, to invoke emotional responses so that when they offer the solution to all the horror, all the terror, all the shootings, all the innocents dying needlessly at the hands of crazy, crazy white people, or people that are dying at the hands needlessly of a, of a horrible disease that just wouldn't be a disease if people would wear masks. It would just go away magically. I mean, the COVID-19 narrative got so ridiculous that the CDC even said that it's the fault of white people for not washing their hands. White people don't wash their hands as much as black people. The CDC actually said that. It got so absurd that there, there were articles about how the English language actually spreads the, the disease more than any other language. You know, not German, not any other, you know, language that's kind of like rough and very, very um, emotional, if you will, like aggressively emotional. That's how, that's how kind of how, I mean, I took four years of German. That's how I interpret German. German's a lot more... Arabic even is a lot more, you know, than English is, yet English, that, that, that spreads the disease, right? So you think about the way that they craft these narratives. You think about the way that this stuff is projected. And that's the key word, projected. Because they're projecting this to you through the TV projection. They're showing you this through TV programming. Think about it. Programming, projection, and it inverts reality. It turns things upside down, and it turns things inside out. And all that energy that you focus on that, all that energy you, you, you put into that, what does that do? What you put your energy into grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And it becomes eventually a black hole. It implodes, it becomes a black hole, it starts sucking everything into it. There's no, there's no way to reason with that black hole. There's no way to, to, um, to be rational. It's, it's dominated by the energy of hive mind, emotional reflex action responses that are often fueled by political bias. And there's no way to be objective with it. And yet, that narrative, the narrative, whatever the narrative is about COVID or about guns or abortion or whatever it is, you're not allowed to ask questions. And when you think about it, think about this for a second. What is that, that narrative? That narrative becomes almost like an effigy. It becomes a, a deity. It's deified. It's something that people literally start to worship. Um, yesterday, uh, my fiance and I were talking about homelessness here in Tucson, and I, I had said something. I mean, I, I tend to be exaggerative. I, I exaggerate, or 
I'm hyperbolic often when I'm expressing myself off air way more than I do on air because I, I control myself for the show. But I was saying something like, you know, there, there really are people that, that are like, oh my God, I love homeless people. I love, I love the drugs and the, and the disease and, and, and the human trafficking. And she's like, I think you're just being, you're just exaggerating. <laughs> I think that's, and I said, no, I mean, there literally are people that feel that way. There are people that like worship homeless people. There are people that worship, like they, they, they literally worship abortion. Some people see abortion not as some female right, some human right. They see abortion as a divine right that is had in the name of Satan. People actually believe that. I'm not saying that's the majority or even a minority of the population, but people do believe those things. Now, that's, those are extreme examples, extreme examples. They nonetheless are examples based on reality, though. And, and when you look at something like COVID-19, it's the same exact thing. We have deified a particle that none of us have ever seen before. We have deified this particle and gave it all these powers. It can make us sneeze. It can make us cough. It can make it hard to breathe. It can give us rashes. We can get COVID toe. Remember COVID toe? It's magical. It can pass through your, your underwear and your tight jeans, but it can't pass through a mask. It can pass through your su- the sewer system from your toilet into the sewer system and then into other people's homes through the sewer system, up through the water, up through the pipes, into your butt, literally. That, th- this was a, you remember that story about how COVID can pass when you're on the, on the toilet? It can pass through the pipes into the water inside of you and then you get sick? Remember those ridiculous stories? But it, but it can't pass through a, a cloth mask with giant holes that you can see through. Anthropomorphic. Maybe not, but close to anthropomorphic. Deified, certainly. COVID-19 is a deity. When we say a name like Thor, or we say a name like Odin, or Isis, or Inanna, these words are endowed with power through tens of thousands of years in some cases, in other cases a few thousand years, of chanting and ritual and statues and ceremonies and people dying in the names of these gods, invoking these gods in times of war and, and, and political strife, etc. These names are powerful. That's why you don't have to have any interest in mythology, but you know the name Isis. You might not know much about him, but you know who Horus is. You've heard of Horus. And if you don't remember the name off the top of your head, I'll show you a picture of Horus. I'm sure you've seen Horus somewhere. You, you've heard of Osiris. You've seen the green man somewhere, haven't you? You don't have to be an anthropologist. You don't have to be a sociologist. You don't have to be a mythologist. But you've heard these names before. You've, I guarantee you, you've heard the name Odin before. You've heard the name Thor before. It's not just from comic books. You've heard the name before. Why? Because it's powerful. It is beyond our comprehension and understanding. And it's thousands of years of focus and energy on these things that turned these what could have been ideas or anthropomorphic um, natural things into actual gods and goddesses and, and things that exist in a spiritual dimension. And they can be called upon when they're needed. Over the weekend, not only did people have their Memorial Day get-togethers, but an ornate wooden memorial to COVID-19 victims 
which was erected last weekend, was burned to the ground in Warwickshire in Britain. This memorial was burned to the ground with 10,000 people gathering to watch it burn and collapse. The altar, the shrine, was lit on fire by seven torchbearers and a reverend. According to this article from Sky News, a group of seven torchbearers, including a reverend and some people who had worked on the structure, were specially selected to set the structure ablaze. The wooded memorial, which was lit on fire in front of 10,000 people in Warwickshire, was Britain's COVID-19 victim memorial. 65 foot tall, it resembled, in my opinion, kind of like a, a knockoff Tower of Babel. It was called Sanctuary, and it was burned to the ground seven days after it was opened. Did you catch that? Seven days after it was opened, seven torchbearers lit it on fire and burned it to the ground intentionally. This wasn't vandalism. This was intentional. Some of you might remember seven torchbearers at the Olympics lighting the Olympic cauldron. Some of you might remember if you studied sacred geometry and especially if you know anything about sacred geometry and, and the Bible or if you know about esoteric traditions that mix theology and mythology and things like that together, you'll know that there were seven divine rays of light, seven helpers that assisted the creator in creating our world. Seven intelligences, seven original major planetary intelligences that guide our lives. These energies that are, that are, that are empowered through our, our honoring, our worshiping of them, our, our building of shrines and altars and temples and statues, etc. This sanctuary temple in Warwickshire was a tribute to those who, quote, died after testing positive for coronavirus. They didn't die from coronavirus. They died after testing positive for coronavirus. So, 85-year-old, knocking on death's door, on their deathbed, they die of natural causes, but they test positive for coronavirus-19, SARS-CoV-2, in the autopsy. They are included in the tribute in Warwickshire. Doesn't make any sense, just a way to pad and boost your stats and numbers to make it look like this is a horrible pandemic, but it, it's, it's not actually what you've been led to believe, especially considering that in, in Britain, it's now public knowledge that the government intentionally used fear to create an idea in the minds of the public that the pandemic was, first of all, that it existed, Second of all, that it was worse than what it really was in order to justify things that otherwise couldn't be done, like locking down society and preventing people from interacting with each other, preventing people from going to work, people going to school, seeing your friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. David Best is the artist who helped to build this thing and design it. It's very intricately carved. 
David Best, some of you might know the name, is from Burning Man. He has designed a large number of um, intricately carved structures at the Burning Man Festival. And what do they do at Burning Man? Well, they burn the man. They burn this big, this big statue, right? It's a ritual. 10,000 people came to watch this ritual in Warwickshire. They called it, quote, a cathartic moment of rebirth, recovery, and regeneration. David Best said that it was a way to, quote, embrace and acknowledge the grief and isolation that COVID imposed on us all, end quote. Strange, because COVID didn't impose anything on you. Governments imposed everything on you. Inside of this monument, this thing they called sanctuary, this statue, this ceremonial altar, this ritualistic place, call it whatever you want to call it. Inside of this sanctuary, that's what they call it, this tribute, people left personal messages that supposedly were, quote, spoken directly from the heart or people were speaking directly from the heart. When I looked at this thing, and if you look at some of the pictures of it, you know what I thought of it? I saw the people inside wearing black, lighting this thing on fire, and I couldn't help but think of the movie Midsummer. I don't know if you've seen Midsummer, but you know at the end where they, they have this ritual where they burn the bodies and they have um they have different obviously different symbols, the you know, like they have the, the, the antlers and they have the bear and whatnot, and they, they, they put the bodies inside and then they burn this this temple. And uh it's it's a it's an it's a ritual that aligns with uh the strength of the sun at the midpoint of, uh, of, of the summer solstice. That's what this looks like. Now, we would call, if you watch the movie Midsummer, you would call that kind of stuff pagan, heathen, satanic, you know, witchcraft, etc. Some people are into those things, though, of course. But this is what civilized people do in the 21st century. By no means do I, I suggest that you're not civilized if you're interested in those things. I'm interested in those things. I've written books on those things. I do a radio show based on the secret teachings of all ages. But pause for a moment and think that those who have been the most afraid, those who have been the most gullible, those who have been the most controlled by the idea of a now deified particle who believe in science as a word, who believe in authority as science, opinion as fact, are the same people that will reject anything of a spiritual, intimate form. There's, there's, no, there's no need to have friends and family. You need to keep everybody safe. There's no re- reason to shake hands. There's no reason to have sex. There's no reason to have any of these things There's no reason to see people's faces. We have to protect ourselves from a virus. Any suggestion to the contrary is quackery. And yet, these are the same people that build a shrine to COVID-19 quote-unquote victims, fill it with pictures, fill it with words from the heart, create this altar, create this temple, and then burn it to the ground. 
as if that's not magic, as if that's not a ritual, as that if as if that's not some kind of superstitious ceremony that otherwise is typically confined to the ancient heathenistic pagan world thousands of years ago. That's what was done over the weekend of Memorial Day. A temple, a sanctuary to COVID-19, the deified particle, and to, quote, victims of SARS-CoV-2. Just people that test positive. That's what the memorial's for. I mean, and, uh, uh, did they put a picture of the fruit in there that tested positive? Remember that? A piece of fruit tested positive? Did they put the, the goat? There was, didn't a goat test positive for it, too? That would be, you know... Actually, be, would, would be very significant if you just burned a goat as part of the ritual. So literally, as we approach the summer solstice, a temple dedicated to the deified coronavirus pandemic particle, SARS-CoV-2, with names and pictures and sayings and things just written and put into this thing, was burned to the ground in a cathartic moment of rebirth, recovery, and regeneration. And what is... April 30th, Beltane into Letha, the summer solstice. What is the entirety of the turning of the will from Imbolc, Ostara, Beltane, Letha, Luknasad, Mabon, and Samhain or Samhain? What is it? It's all part of a regenerative king-kill ritual that is based on the idea of death and resurrection, death and rebirth. 2022 is not the age of science by a strict materialist definition of the word, people are still doing things that otherwise would be confined to heathenistic, paganistic beliefs, superstitions, and practices, but they're doing it in the name of a deified particle and not in the name of Cernunos or in the name of the green man or in the name of Isis or Osiris or Ishtar in the name of Ame Terasu, in the name of uh, the corn god, of uh, the maize god, of the Mayan tradition, since they're not doing it in the name of those gods and goddesses, and this is a new deity, then it's okay. Because the new gods always take precedent. The new gods always are the ones that demand the sacrifice. They demand the cathartic burning of the temple in their name. I mean, why do people put one of the simplest rituals you can perform. Write down something that you want or something that you desire, a prayer, crumble it up or fold it up, throw it into a fire, and it's the same reason we burn incense, to take our prayers up to God, up to the heavens. Write it down on a piece of paper. Be careful how you do it, but write it down on a piece of paper, throw it in the fire. It'll burn up. Smoke takes those ideas up to the heavens. But again, you got to be careful because... um. A friend of mine was telling me yesterday that he knew somebody who wrote on a piece of paper and did that, and it scared them. They wrote down they want to get rid of their boss. They, they don't want to be around their boss anymore. And then three weeks later, they got fired. That works out, so you've got to be really careful. But this, this shrine, this temple, this sanctuary in Warwickshire is not the only shrine for the deified COVID-19 particle. A Colorado nurse also transformed vaccine vials into a chandelier. We're going to talk about that when we come back from break and a little bit about Stranger Things and The Rift. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. And remember, 
www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black you and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So 10,000 people gathered in Warwickshire in Britain to burn down, cathartically, they say, a sanctuary, temple, altar, whatever you choose to call it, in honor of all the people that tested positive for coronavirus-19, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, over the last couple of years. The burning of this 
intricately carved temple altar was not only in honor of those who had tested positive, which almost makes you laugh, all the people that tested positive, it was also meant to remind us of the grief and the isolation that COVID imposed on all of us, according to David Best, who works with the Burning Man Festival organizers to build large-scale, intricately carved structures, and he is the guy behind, or at least partially behind, this structure called Sanctuary that just burned to the ground in Warwickshire. Strange thing about this ritual is that seven torchbearers lit it on fire and burned it to the ground. Seven torchbearers that correlate to the seven planets and the seven divine rays of light in most esoteric and magical traditions that were responsible for creating the physical world. Seven lights, seven lamps. No spoilers, and I'm going to talk about it next week. I'm giving people time to watch it, but if you watch Stranger Things, the seven lights, the seven rays of light also come up in Stranger Things Season 4 as well in relationship to other dimensions and other worlds. The sanctuary structure was built and opened last week. It was burned down a week after it opened. How many days are in a week? Seven days in a week. Seven torchbearers, seven days in the week. Seven days later, they burned this thing to the ground. 10,000 people gathered to watch it. There was just a kid, an actual kid in Florida who was charged with threatening to open fire at a school. That kid was 10 years old. The shooting in Uvalde, Texas, took place 10 years after Sandy Hook and 10 days after the shooting at a Topps Market in Buffalo, New York. Most of the kids in Uvalde, Texas were, according to reports, 10 years old. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10 is the number of completion. Once the ritual is completed, 10. 10 is the number of completion. 10,000 people watched this altar, this sanctuary, this memorial burn to the ground. If you've ever practiced very basic sympathetic magic, you've taken a piece of paper, you've written something down, and you throw it into the fire, you do that because the smoke intends to carry the message into the heavens. This is why we light incest when we pray or we, we meditate We're hoping our thoughts, we're hoping our prayers reach into the sky, into the heavens, our loved ones, etc., those who need them. That's why we burn incense, the different smells and scents, flavors of the suffumigations help to welcome those spiritual forces, those energies, those gods, those goddesses in sympathy and correlation with the things that we wish to see, protection, love, whatever the case might be. And that's precisely what we do when we pray over a meal, when we wish that somebody had a nice weekend, a nice Memorial Day weekend, when we look at somebody and say, happy birthday. All of this is subconsciously suggestive. All of this is intention projection. All of this is magic. And we practice it every single day. And despite the fact that mythology is 
one of the original forms of scientific observation. And despite the fact that psychology today, much like science today, comes from the archetypes and the magic and the ritual and the things that in the ancient world we look back and think those are superstitions. Those are barbaric practices. But not really. They're actually the foundation for modern science, modern psychology, which now cuts out of the equation anything that could, that could possibly be in existence outside of, of the five senses, which is insane because modern, the, the, the pinnacle of modern science today is multiple levels of, of reality, multiple dimensions, quantum entanglement, and being able to, to recognize through scientific processes that, that everything is connected in some way, shape, or form. And that is the pinnacle of modern science, and yet science as a word is simply used to dismiss anything that is not materially concrete in front of us that can be quantified and put onto a spreadsheet or onto some pie chart or onto some, some scientific report in numbers and letters. Yet something is, is animating the body. There is something motivating us to build shrines to dead people and then to burn them down ritualistically. And the articles about this memorial in Warwickshire in Britain, they don't say anything about ritual. They don't say anything about ceremony. But you read this and you're like, well, so much for superstition, just being some arrogant, archaic artifact of the ancient heathenistic, paganistic world. So, I mean, when I read that, I was thinking... Our modern world says there's no such thing as magic. There's no, nobody performs rituals. All that's conspiracy theory. None of that exists. It's superstition. But then it's like one of those memes. Also the world. Dot, dot, dot. Burning down a temple cathartically with messages meant to go up to heaven of the people that died of coronavirus and they lit it on fire with seven torchbearers. They even got a reverend to participate. So that brings a whole other religious dimension to this and they burned it down seven days after it opened, and I'm supposed to think, oh, the official narrative is correct. I'm not supposed to think that's a little bit bizarre for a world that, generally speaking, and they got 10,000 people to watch this, a world that, generally speaking, dismisses and poo-poos those things and says those are not real. That's not, that's, not how, that's not how the world works today. We are men of science. We are women of science. Uh, of course, people that say that are fundamentally the antithesis, they, they believe in the antithesis of the scientific process, which is to ask questions regardless of what the results are. But that's not the first time this has happened, that, that, that COVID-19 has been deified to this level. Some of you might remember in 2021, a Colorado nurse transformed COVID vaccine vials into a work of art to show appreciation for healthcare workers. This is a CNN article, September 5th, 2021. A public health nurse in Colorado took empty COVID-19 vaccine vials and made them into, they call it beautiful art, playing, uh, paying tribute, playing tribute to her fellow healthcare workers. Here's what she said. Her name is Laura Wise. I had noticed all these hundreds and hundreds of empty vaccine vials that were otherwise going to be wasted. And I thought, 
They were just really beautiful and wanted to do something significant and meaningful with them. I realized I wanted to do something with light because I just felt like it's been such a dark and challenging year for so many people that like the idea of bringing a light into this. I think that light can represent hope and clarity and it also has the potential to actually expand the bigger view and verify perspective. Sounds like she's got a a, a reasonable head on her shoulders, doesn't it? I find, however, to the contrary, that if you look at empty vaccine vials and you think that they are, quote, really beautiful, there's a problem with the head on your shoulders. There are some wires that are crisscrossed. You might have gotten one too many vaccines right into the brain. I don't know anybody who looks at vaccine vials and thinks, those are so beautiful. We, we should turn those into a, into a piece of art. I find that to be strange. I find that to be very, very weird. I find that to be unnerving. I find that to be, that makes my, this, the hair on my arms and my neck stand up. Something's off there. I mean, if, if, I, was, if, if, I, if I heard somebody say that, I, I would seriously question their, their sanity. An empty vaccine vial from Moderna is beautiful to you? That indicates cult-like belief. That indicates that you are involved, maybe not in a, in a physical cult, but in a mental cult. She said when she made this chandelier out of Moderna vaccine vials, it reminds me that we can see something one way, and as you get closer or look at it differently, our assumptions can actually be very incorrect. Obviously, that statement has a lot of meanings, but when I read that, I thought, huh, when we see something one way and then we get closer, we look at it differently. Our initial assumptions can be incorrect. I thought it was ironic, first of all, because all of our initial assumptions of COVID-19 were wrong. It didn't kill hundreds of millions of people. People didn't actually really even get sick from it. People were just, they, they had sniffles and they got sick like normal, but now everything became COVID. When you get down to the, to the fact and you look at the details, it is something very different than what we assumed. It is something completely different than what we originally thought. But we keep the narrative going because it is expedient to politics. It's expedient to our, our, our scientific bias. People are so terrified of being called anti-science, or they're so terrified of, of being called anti-vaccine. It's just it's this it's this weird cult. And when you look at a vaccine vial that's empty nonetheless, and you go, Oh my god, it's so beautiful. I have to turn this into a work of art. There are some screws and some nuts and some bolts and some wires that are crossed and loose, in my opinion. I don't know if you caught what she said, though. Did you catch all of what she said when I read you the quote? I realized I wanted to do something with light because I just felt like it's been such a dark and challenging year. Seems pretty black and white, right? I wanted to do something with light. And she made 
a chandelier altar shrine to COVID-19, to vaccines in particular, though. Like I said earlier, you might not know a person who's done this, but there really are people who worship abortion as a rite of passage into some idealistic, satanic cult. There are people that literally love when people are shot with guns because that means they can promote their political ideology to justify getting rid of guns. There are people that actually worship homeless people. They love the homelessness. They love the drugs. They love the debauchery. They love the trafficking of of kids and human beings. They love open borders. They love all these things. The people that really do love those things and worship them, there really are people that literally worship to the point of creating altars and shrines, vaccines, and people that supposedly died from a pandemic. Folks, this is cult-level belief. If you create a shrine out of vaccine vials because you think they look beautiful, something is wrong. If you build a temple to COVID-19 victims, fill it with pictures and writing, and leave it, I would understand it. But when you burn it to the ground in a cathartic moment of rebirth, recovery, and regeneration, quote-unquote, there's something more going on here. It's not just we wanted to do this to honor the people who died. I would still think that's weird, but I would think, well, it would be like a World War II memorial. It would be like Memorial Day. It would be something to honor people who died for something, justified or otherwise. But when you burn it to the ground, that reeks, that stinks of something cult-like, of something ritualistic that's dark, that's shadowy. Earlier I told you that um, if you go to a graveyard, you feel that weird energy there. Why do you think you feel that weird energy if you think about it? I'm not going to tell you why. Just think about why do you think you feel that energy there? Why do you think you feel that when you go to a Buddhist temple, a Christian church, a mosque, a Jewish temple? Why do you feel, not everyone, but why do you, sometimes you go to them and you feel this energy, especially big cathedrals, Gothic cathedrals, you feel it. I've, I've, been, I've been to one mosque in my life. I've been to one Buddhist temple and I've been to lots of cathedrals and I've been to those places and I felt that energy. I actually went to the Buddhist temple in Orlando because I was told by some other people I knew, they, they said, you want to feel like God, go to the te- this temple, you'll, you'll feel God. And you do, you feel something otherworldly when you walk into this place. The chanting, the prayer, the meditation, the purity, the cleanliness, the energy that gets put into that daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And then think of things that have been there for, for decades, for centuries, for thousands of years. They create rips and rifts in time and space you can feel the essence of the other world the spiritual dimension coming through into this world you can feel that energy this woman who made a chandelier out of the moderna vials said she was inspired by light because when you look at something it's often different than what it is when you look closer Ironic, because that's what the whole pandemic was. It was much different when we looked closer. Way, 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 way different. People weren't dying of COVID-19. They were dying of comorbidities. Four or more. 
things they typically die of, heart disease, cancer, stroke, you name it. But she was inspired by light, just like the seven torchbearers that burned down this ceremonial altar in Warwickshire in Britain. Seven torchbearers. They burned it down seven days after it opened. Seven, seven, light. I think we're talking about a different kind of light here. We're talking about a false light. A light that is a trickster, a deceiver, a manipulator. Something that some might call a false light or the light of Lucifer. All that energy focused on these things, these altars, these shrines, these rituals. And what does that do? It creates such a concentration that there starts to open there starts to appear a tear or a rift in, in the fabric of space-time and the fabric of our reality into other realities. This is why all the Sabbaths on the Will of the Year are so important. Samhain is probably the most famous for this because not only do we dress up and you know we go get candy, but why do we do those things? Because the veil is lifted and thinned. The veil is lifted. And when the veil is lifted, spirits come into this world. And we, we might dress up to scare them. We might dress up to welcome them. We leave food out to welcome them. We leave food out to appease them so they don't vandalize our homes. Where do you think these traditions come from? They just made them up one day, randomly? Halloween is Halloween as we know it because of dimensional rifts. Veils lifting between dimensional realms. As the wheel turns... And we approach Letha, the summer solstice. Have you ever watched the movie Midsummer, where they burn that temple with the people inside of it, with the different symbols, the different meanings, the different intentions, all the smoke and the sacrifice that goes up to their God? That's what they just did in Warwickshire over the weekend, over Memorial Weekend, literally our Memorial Day, but over our Memorial Day weekend, because most of you, are, I know, are listening in the U.S., but I, we, know, we do have listeners around the world. So I sometimes got to be careful about when I say it's our, you know, Memorial Day. To you, it might not be. But here in the States, our Memorial Day weekend, over in, over in Britain, they literally burned this temple down that they built as a shrine to COVID-19 as a deified particle, as people who died, who were sacrificed to this deified particle. What, what does that sound like to you? What is that? That doesn't sound like science to me. That doesn't sound like, based on how we view science today, that doesn't sound like sanity. I'm not saying you're insane for performing rituals. You're not insane. We, we perform rituals every day. We perform magical acts every day. Have a nice day. Did you have a nice weekend? I hope you had a nice weekend. We get up, we have our coffee, we go to work. That's a ritual. It's all ritual, it's all magic. Some things are more intense. That is more intense. This chandelier of Moderna vials is way more intense. And all that energy focuses into a point that helps to open these dimensional portals, these dimensional gateways, these dimensional veils to lift them. That's what the will of the year is all about, making ourselves sympathetic with nature, aligning ourselves with nature, and helping the sun to achieve its full strength at the summer solstice. That's why they burn these, these temples down, the burning season, to encourage the sun to get stronger, brighter, warmer, and to make the days longer and the nights shorter, conquering evil. That's where these ideas come from. But we've also talked about for 
years here on The Secret Teachings, how it feels as if there are people that are trying to actively open a more science fiction-like portal, like a Stargate or something to some other world. From maybe the atomic bomb and the Atomic Energy Commission, now the Department of Energy, to CERN and other hadron-like colliders, large hadron-like colliders. And when you look at entertainment and pop culture, you see this all the time. I mean, the movie, the movie Event Horizon, you see it in, in music videos, you see it um, in, I mean, Pond's Labyrinth, portals, gateways to other worlds. It's like, it's like the, the theme in every superhero movie, the multiverse, uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, uh, from Marvel to DC, even in Harry Potter, the, the, the two worlds colliding together like that TV show Fringe, uh, all, all of these different things, it, it, all of our attention, our energy is focused on this. And when we, we, we look at something like Stranger Things, which just came out, uh, I don't know if anybody got a chance to watch that. I, I sat down and binged it over two sessions. And we're going to talk about this uh, next week on the show. I'm waiting for people to see it. Then we're going to do our analysis. But in the meantime, you didn't need to see Stranger Things to see the promotion for Stranger Things. The promotion for Stranger Things was literally the projection of portals and gateways and dimensional rifts on major landmarks around the world. The rifts to the upside down were projected using light technology. 15 iconic landmarks in 14 countries were the base for this light technology to project these rifts, these dimensional gateways to project portals to the other world, the upside down. Locations consisted of the Empire State Building in New York, New York City, Bondi Beach in Australia, places from Los Angeles, California, to Poland, to Tokyo, Japan, Stockholm, Sweden, London, Saudi Arabia, the list goes on and on and on and on. Does that not sound a little bit like Independence Day? Remember in Independence Day, the first time we saw these big, massive, mile or more wide ships appear over cities around the world. And the analogy was chess. They were positioning their pieces in major cities before they struck. Time's up. What was the new season of Stranger Things about? It's not a spoiler to tell you because you can see it in the previews and read the synopsis. It's about time being up and the dimensional gateways opening at different locations where there are murders. The murders assist in the opening of these portals. The sacrifices, like that temple in the UK and Britain, being burned. The murders assist in the opening of these portals at different locations, these were projected on major landmarks around the world on May 26th as part of the uh, Stranger Things Netflix global fan event. And when you look at some of these images, I, I got a copy of, of a picture here from the New York uh, City projection. It's, it looks like the Demigorgon coming through a portal in the Empire State Building. Kind of sounds a little bit like I was talking to uh, to Derek 
listener and friend of ours here on the secret teachings and and Derek was telling me about um the original ending to Watchmen it wasn't uh an atomic explosion it was a portal opening in New York City and this tentacle like cthulhu like creature coming through it and what is this stranger things promotion it's a portal opening in New York City and a tentacle like monster coming through it which is what they're showing us in all major cities around the world this weekend. Blood moons and shootings and sacrifices and rituals, war and disease, plagues of the apocalypse, and then stranger things, the pop culture. Gateways all around the world, major cities, just like those ships in Independence Day, positioning themselves like chess over major cities waiting for the countdown, the clock, to tick. Three, two, one. Time's up. I get an eerie feeling about this. I get an eerie feeling that every movie in the theater is about other dimensions, portals, gateways, rifts in time and space, accessing other worlds, walking through people's dreams, yeah, that was the theme of Doctor Strange. That's the theme of everywhere, every, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's, you know, Freddy Krueger, which is what the new Stranger Things uh, villain is kind of based on. It's also in uh, pretty much, I mean, anywhere you look, everything, everything, every piece of entertainment. It, it's all the same idea. I mean, La Bruxa Lilith, uh, the, the, the moon demon, the temptress, the night demon, she comes into your dreams and steals your soul by taking your eyes. I won't tell you, you know, about the about the stranger things, but I could tell you about uh, the Hologost, Slender Man copy pasta creature that takes your eyes, just like Caroline, just like that movie. It's the same idea, same imagery. The clock, 3 a.m., portal opens the veil becomes thin you know building a chandelier to vaccines uh, an altar to vaccines building a shrine and burning it to COVID-19 all in the name of light 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 and using light technology to open rifts and portals on major landmarks around the world like Independence Day ships parked over major cities in a chess-like strategy with a countdown preparing to strike You know that they're also talking now about tearing down the Uvalde school, just like Sandy Hook. Doesn't have to be staged, ladies and gentlemen. It's an event. It's traumatic. It's ritualistic. It's ceremonial in the response. And then we tear down and burn down the structure, just like what was done in Warwickshire in Britain this weekend. All those portals projected around the world for the Stranger Things promotion, the rift, an opening from our world into another dimension. And from major events to popular culture, it seems that magic is being utilized in honor of otherworldly energies to turn our world upside down, to turn our world inside out. Even in such an age as this, supposedly dominated solely by science. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
please subscribe to our archive. It is the only way that we stay on air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You get access to all the shows, the montages, the private RSS feed, early access to the show when it's pre-recorded. On our website, you'll also find my books to purchase separately, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. The email, rdgable at yahoo.com. Twitter, TST underscore underscore radio. Follow us on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. If you haven't seen the big announcement, go over to Facebook, go over to social media, and you can read about it. We have a big show Friday, and that big show Friday will uh, tell you everything you need to know. We're going to have a lot of guests on Friday, so stay tuned for that. And as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. spaceships now uh, you're not going to find heaven they're not physical places what happened before the big bang the church of course saw scientists as a great threat illuminati secret society